0: This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by
2: phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are in the hermetically sealed studios here at, uh, in East Hartford. We've been running out of this studio ever since the covid and uh, Matt's back in Farmington all by himself there. Hi, Matt. And uh, he's running the show. And uh, we're doing our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And you guys have been nice enough to join us uh, on Saturday morning here. we got one line open for you, eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC if you want to get online. And, of course, you can watch us over at the uh, live stream over at uh, WTIC's Facebook page. But let's get right to your calls first here. We're going to go to uh, Jim in New Britain first. What's going on, Jim? Good morning. Good morning, sir.
3: I enjoy your show, too. Uh, uh, Thank you. i got a, I got a question for you. Uh, I have a, uh, a tablet, and a, there's a whole bunch of us who go that heard back and forth uh, with emails. And one, one of the guys uh, just recently he's i get a bunch of questions about this before I get into it. Uh, we he he has his, uh, password, uh, sort of like uh, his name. Oh, boy. Like John Smith. Yeah. That's bad, huh?
2: Oh, yeah. That's very bad.
3: Okay. I thought so. And what happened was someone got into his email. Yep. And, uh... If, if you, if if you're from town, you would know when you see his email uh, that it, who it is. Mm-hmm. Someone got into his email somehow. It, uh, they they took like say it was, say what John's. Yeah. They left the
4: space
3: left the space so you really couldn't contact him because because of that space in his name. If for instance, say his his email was John Smith uh, with no spaces. Yeah. They, they tapped in and left the space and what they what they said was uh, he they made up an email to all his friends. Yeah. And, and they they uh, they said he said that his, his uh, he was asking if uh, asking me, if I was one of the first receivers, uh, uh-huh. if I had uh, a uh, Amazon account because, and if I would forward him some money right. uh, through the Amazon account or right. whatever that works. yeah, and and then uh and then uh. He would pay me back after uh-huh. well he knew nothing about this right and and my question is this. how did he how 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 were they able to get into his password his uh his email uh, he, yeah, how were they able to get his password like that that was almost identical to his real password? Yeah. And now, and I answered it. Am I compromised by. Uh, now, by,
2: I, I thought no. that
3: it was a serious uh, question.
2: Right. No, so you're I, not compromised. So it sounds like they used his email connections to send out false emails that looked like it was him. So his email right. address is okay. yeah. Smith at gmail.com. They found all of his contacts by hacking his email box. The the way they hacked his email box is he told me his password was really very simple. And if he uses his password in other places that have already been hacked, it's already been available on the dark web for anybody to find. So a lot of people, unfortunately, reuse the same bad password in multiple ways. I think I've told this story where I was sitting across a very – you know, high-level uh, CEO of a company, and he was talking about how proud he was that he got all of his accounts under the same password. And I was like, "Bad news! Um, you only need one of those companies to have a compromise, and now the bad guys know your passwords." So, how they got that information is probably fairly simple. Once they have the contacts, they then created an email that looked close enough to his email that that you were tricked. It's called a phishing scheme. And he act the bad guy acted as if he was your buddy, asking for money, and thankfully you didn't fall for it. Um you're not compromised by receiving that request. Um but the by ob-
3: by answering him, am I compromised?
2: No, you're just responding back like a pen pal. Okay. You're, you're fine. The the other way that people get access to people's systems is they simply ask for it. So if his email address is at Cox dot net or at AT dot com or whatever you at Comcast they yeah. will send an email as if they're, they're the IT people for that company. And they'll say, you know, they're going to send it from, you know, IT support at Cox.net. Please enter your credentials. Your account is being suspended if you don't update your credentials. And the person will put his information in and basically give it to the bad guys. Right? They just ask for it. Um, and that's happens all the time. It's called a phishing scheme uh, with a uh, ph. Yeah, with a pH. It's like me going to you and saying, "Hey, can I have a copy of your house key?" And cuz I uh I'm with I'm with the town and you're like, "Okay, here you go." Jim, yeah. "What's
0: your Jim, what's your password?"
2: Yeah, what is your password, Jim? Don't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's all that yeah, happens. We're fishing you on the air. Um, the, the point is that's all they do is ask for it. It's the easiest way to get access to people's stuff is by acting like you're from somewhere else and asking for the information. That's called a phishing scheme. And without good security awareness training, which we do for our, our business clients, we offer security awareness training so their people are always on guard of these for these types of attacks, um, that we train them all the time and we try to trick them all the time and we tell them whether or not they fell for our trick, hoping to give them more uh, ammunition as the employee to protect the company from these types of things because this is just a, a silly email box scam. Imagine if they're tricking you into getting into your bank or getting into your retirement account or getting into whatever you think is important to you. All they're doing is asking you.
3: Yeah, what, what happened to me one time was um, uh, on Connecticut Power. I paid my bill. Uh, I was lucky. I paid my bill just uh, a couple of days before. Right. And I, I actually got a, a telephone number.
2: Right. Saying you didn't pay your bill. They're going to turn off your power.
3: It's from CLP, though.
2: Well, it wasn't from CLP. It was them spoofing now, the number. They
3: had the same number that. Yep.
2: yep, they were spoofing it. It looked very close to the same number, or they were simply broadcasting the number on the caller ID to make yeah. it look like it came from CLNP. These yeah, days, you can't trust power. anything. Uh, you're back. I think Jim's breaking up. Um, so I think right. you, thank you for your call, Jim. We're going to have to let you go. You were just breaking up. But, yeah, it's a, it's a scam. All right, so uh, Jim's uh, going to hopefully go off and tell his buddy that he's... Got change to change his, his password. password. <laughs> uh, and again, it, it happens all the time with, with passwords. I mean, and the thing is, when we say change your password, don't change it back to something you know. That your email password should be the most complicated, ugly password you've ever come up with in your life very and long, very ugly. Use
0: a different password for every account you have.
2: Right. And if you ever have to ch- if, if if ever you have an issue and this came up recently with a client where they're asking you to change your pa- change your password back because somebody else changed it for you, to change it back to that password is not a good idea. It needs to be a completely different password. And write them down. You can use a password manager if you want. There are password managers out there. I choose the old-fashioned method. I know Bob does too because you know what? You can't hack my, my index cards. You literally have to break into my house. And if you really want to do that, go ahead. Um, but you're not going to hack my passwords through a software tool because mine are written down, um, period. And I know anybody asks for my password, guess what? You can pounce sand. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go out and take a quick That's break. That's a good password, almost. Yeah, <laughs> There's another method of uh, two-factor authentication you can consider, which is called those Yubico keys or the um, Titan keys that we talked about. Those are physical two-factor authentication that that will also harden your account because without that second factor, no matter if they have the password or not, they can't get in without you touching the Yubico key. So lots of options to secure your stuff. We're gonna step out for a quick break. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11. Let's get right to your calls. We're going to get to uh, Sarah in Meriden next. What's going on, Sarah? You there? Hey, Sarah, you there? Uh-oh. Sarah going once? Sarah going twice? You there, Sarah? All right, put Sarah back on hold, uh, Matt, if you would, and let's go over to Joe in Stafford Springs. What's going on, Joe? Hey Joe, you there? I can hear something there. Hey Joe, you there? You're on computer talk. You're live He's on the listening- radio. Fifty thousand watt <laughs> yeah. flamethrower.
0: He's yeah. listening on the delay.
2: <laughs> What's going on, Joe? What can we do for you?
1: I, uh, good morning. I have a uh, Android uh, yeah. cell phone, sure. and uh, it's one year old uh, Galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. And it used to automatically when I'm looking at pictures, it used to automatically. Fit uh, when I rotated at 90 degrees, go from portrait to landscape. No longer does that um, either in uh, my uh, gallery app or in my home surveillance app. I used to be able to just rotate the phone, and I would get it from portrait to landscape.
0: That yep. no longer
1: works. Is it some uh, setting in? Is it in the app setting or is it uh, general phone settings that I can uh, retrieve
2: that? It's uh, in the auto phone a, set. It's in the general phone settings. It's under the display settings of Android. You want to go to the advanced settings and make sure you have it set to auto rotate screen.
1: Auto rotate, great. Yeah. Uh, I have one more quick question. Sure. Could you uh, list any of the uh, potential disadvantages uh, to using Start Page uh, as a search uh, engine?
2: I've never used it, so I wouldn't have any understanding of disadvantages of Start Page. What about Duck Duck Go Duck? Uh, French, duck Duck Go uh, there. there? Yeah, DuckGo, yes, Duck they actually talk about being a more uh, secure um, way yeah. to search, a more private way to search. I wouldn't have any problems with it. No, not at all. I mean, go for it.
1: Okay, great. Well, thanks for answering those two questions. I appreciate it very much.
2: You're welcome, sir. Bye now. All right, bye-bye. Let's go over to, back to Meriden and see what Sarah's got cooking. Hey, Sarah. Good morning. Morning.
4: I have three easy-for-you questions this morning.
2: Now we're going to blow that good. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that setup.
4: <laughs> I just switched um, to Google Fly. Oh, nice. And, I, and I, Yeah, so far I'm happy. It's only been a couple of weeks. Yep. But I don't have good signal strength here for T-Mobile. So oh, okay. they told me I could turn on wireless calling, which I right. think I did. But how does that work?
2: It goes through your internal wireless uh, cable service or your Internet service at home.
0: Or if you have your own Wi-Fi, you just set it up so it uses that,
2: right?
4: But how does how does the phone know ah, wi wife... It's magic. Nah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what you can do in the se- what you can do in the settings of the phone is to tell it when you have bad cellular service to choose Wi-Fi um, as a option. So when your service is not powerful enough, the phone will be either smart enough to flip over to Wi-Fi calling, and it's all called voice over IP. T- it, you're, you're actually using your analog voice is being converted into a digital packet, an IP packet by the phone. And now you're going to have to get out to the network, right, so that you can speak to your uh, the other side of the call. And basically your, your your voice is being sent over, hit either hitting Wi-Fi in your home or going out to cellular network over the network, whether it be Verizon or or T-Mobile or whatever it's going to end up on, back to the other person's cell phone as an IP packet, then convert it into analog to their ear. Um, But it is a little bit of magic.
4: Is that different than turning on the wireless calling, or is that the same thing? Same thing. Okay.
2: So turn on wireless calling, and you'll have better result because you don't have T-Mobile service nearby uh, your home.
4: Okay. Now my second question is which is I know you use Waze. Yep. What's which is better, Google Maps or Waze?
2: Well, I've not had good luck with Google Maps, so I've I've stuck with Waze uh for for be, for better or for worse. It has taken me down some weird goose chases on occasion. I'll find myself making some weird left turns, but you can you can set that. However, the great thing about Waze is whenever there's a police activity, it allows me to stay very safely away from the police so that they can continue to do their job, which is usually speed trap. But we're keeping safely away from it. So they nicely marked that for me.
0: Also accidents, (laughs) it tells you where the accidents Accidents. and construction. Yeah, very handy. Google Maps doesn't
2: do that. It might do some of that, but again, I don't use it enough to do it. Have you used the Google Maps at all? Yeah,
0: I use it. uh,
2: Does it tell you that stuff?
0: Uh, it'll tell you construction,
2: but that's about it.
0: Uh, yeah, that's about it.
2: So no accidents. No, like uh, it saved me from like things on the road. And when I'm driving down the highway and there's an object in the road, it'll be a, there'll be a big warning coming up. So then you can prepare for it. There's nothing worse than running over something you could have avoided. And ways will tell you because because the other folks have marked it for you. And I think that's very valuable.
4: Okay, it'll and tell my you last how far down,
0: down the road it is too.
4: Is I have a Cox modem, can I put open DNS on a Cox modem? I have it on the computer, but I don't have it, you know, on the modem itself.
2: You can. Uh, You probably can set up the uh, DNS settings. The problem is the moment you have a problem with your Internet service, Cox is going to default that device back to Factory Fresh to get you back up and running because they're not going to want to.
0: If they do a firmware update also, they're going to default it.
2: Yeah, so I would tell okay. you to to consider buying your own device, and uh, having its own control. So you buy your own modem. You go to a you know a big box store like you know Best Buy or Staples and buy a Cox uh, compatible modem, and then uh, you can buy a router. And now you've got your own settings, and that way, if you ever have an issue, Cox can't mess it up on you.
4: Okay. And you can
0: bring your Cox modem back to them and stop paying the seven dollars a yeah, month. No, yeah,
4: no, I've thought about it. It's just that. I'm on a budget and I just switched to Google Fi, so it's going to take a while to make that switch.
2: Okay. Yeah, you know, see, Google I Fi- you
4: these were easy questions.
2: Yeah. Make sure you turn on your data saver on your phone. Turn that on so that you're not okay. using any kind of data you don't want to use. So the thing about any of your apps on your phone is they will just draw data wherever you are. They'll update your Facebook. They'll do all sorts of stuff while you're at the supermarket or what have you. Just consuming data for nothing so turn on your data saver so that they don't do that and make sure you set all your apps to to turn off the background updating because again you could be at a deli and all of a sudden your phone is using data to update something that you really don't care to have updated over the cellular network if you turn on all if you set that up to block all that background updating you will reduce you'll jiggle the handle as I call it on your data because it'll stop pouring out of your phone, and you'll only update when you're in your home network, your Wi-Fi network, or any other Wi-Fi network. If you go to, like, shop somewhere, connect to their Wi-Fi. It's free. Now your phone's updating that way rather than paying anybody for your, your these silly updates. Does that make sense?
4: Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it.
2: You're welcome, and good luck. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's move on to, Well, we have probably a minute here. So let's go to Rick. And uh, Rick, we have. Let's get your question before the top, the bottom of the hour, and we'll probably have to put you on hold to answer it. Is that okay, Ricky? There. <laughs> I'm thinking
5: up. about getting a Chromebook to do my banking
3: on rather than using my Windows Hewlett Packard computer. That's smart. Okay, that's all I need to hear, so I'll be down at Best
2: Buy for one. Yeah, just, give that, just only use your Chromebook for your banking, your financial work, and do your best to not surf on it for anything else, It'll and just right. only use it for that. You'll be much safer.
3: I tend not to surf. I'm messing with Norton on my laptop right now, and that's a pain in the neck.
2: <laughs> yeah, consider going over to WebRoot.
3: Yeah, yeah, I heard you speaking about that earlier, and it sounds like a good deal. It's only a couple of bucks a month.
2: Yep, that's all it is.
3: Okay, WebRoot. I'll uh, switch Norton out of my life.
2: All right, sir, good luck.
3: I, yeah, K9 and malware bites through you, and then Norton, and now WebRoot.
2: It's, 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 whatever it is, it's constantly changing. As all it all stays the same, it's constantly changing.
5: Yeah, it's absolutely before it's done. Exactly. Thanks, Rick.
2: Bye-bye. I want to thank you guys. We're going to stick around. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, so two lines open for you. So Clyde and John, hang on. eight hundred nine six six 966 wtic 522 We'll do our best to answer all your computer comments, questions, and concerns. And we do thank you for joining us on this Saturday morning. Of course, Mike G. posts everything live over at ComputerTalkWithTab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you go to Facebook and like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg may allow us to send these, these links into your newsfeed if he deems them worthy. And, of course, if you follow us on Twitter, we're there as well. Everything get to your Twitter feed. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We heard till 11 o'clock, and then stick around. Dr. Alessi will be on. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And then, of course, Lynn and Lisa will be in with Garden Talk. And Not much you can grow these days with no water. Everything's dust out there, but I'm sure they can help you.
0: Even when it rains, it soaks in so fast I that it's still dry.
2: It is crazy, crazy, crazy summer. Um, But we're here to help you out with your computer problems, which are crazy enough as it is, too. Uh, Let's go to Clyde in East Hartford. What's going on, Clyde?
5: Hi. uh, Yes, this is Clyde in East Hartford. Um, I'm 83, so I'm not a computer whiz. All right. And, um, um... we A uh, couple of questions, though, that I had. One was um, I can't get on my computer without signing on as a guest because um, it's tied in with SPCglobal.net, which we haven't used in at least four or five years, and we can't remember the password. Oh, boy. So uh, uh, I've been signing in as a guest, which that part's okay. You're locked out of your, your machine. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is the security. Um, I mean, the yeah, security system. We've got the. Can I tell the name of the security? Okay. Norton, mm-hmm. uh, which you're paying ninety five dollars a year. Now I wow. got on the phone with them and spent forty five minutes yesterday um, trying to just change the email address from SBC Global to the one we have now. Yeah. And they they wouldn't do it.
2: It I don't wouldn't know, do if it.
5: I think I'm a, I'm a, um, somebody that gets on, you know, illegally or whatever. Right. Uh, if that, their security system wouldn't allow it, but you mentioned about a half an hour or more ago the name of a security system that's two dollars a month. Yep,
2: yeah, roughly two bucks a month. It's called Webroot. Web, root, root. Yep. It's okay. not a
0: security system. It's antivirus.
2: Well, it's what he calls a security system. Right, I understand. That. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, it's an antivirus now, tool.
5: Since I only use it for email and the uh, Zoom church services on Sunday, yeah, uh, do I even need a security thing?
2: Um,
5: I don't you know, go on the internet.
2: If you don't do anything on the internet and you don't care if you get hit with something, you technically don't need one. Um, but if you'd like to avoid problems, um, that are caused by viruses without an antivirus tool, you're more open to having problems. So I, th- I think you should have something to protect your computer. Um, the problem and though, you, you think, have is go ahead.
5: Well, you think WebRoot would do it though, huh?
2: Oh yeah. WebRoot's a good antivirus tool. It's cheaper yeah, than what you're so paying. you can with go Nordic.
5: online. I can go online and, uh, I can do this on my phone. I have a smartphone here. I'm talking to you on. Yeah. And, uh, I uh, just go on WebRoot and uh, sign up with them.
2: Right. And use a different email address.
5: Yeah, I'm going to call Norton um, and cancel that.
2: Yeah, good luck. If they wouldn't let you change your email, I'm not sure how they're going to make it easy for you to cancel your service, too. But good luck. You could always cancel (laughs) it on your credit card.
5: Yeah, I might have to go that route. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Thank you very much for your help. I really appreciate it, and I love listening to your show.
2: Thanks, Clyde. We appreciate you being there. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to go on to uh, Meriden and John next. What's going on, John?
1: Good morning, guys. Morning. Big John from Meriden. How are you today?
2: Doing okay. uh, Pretty good, I guess.
1: Um, Quick question for two, if I may. Yeah. Uh, I have a Lenovo laptop. And uh, the operator of this thing, that would be me, probably put the plug uh, into the, uh, uh, the port incorrectly or I bumped it when it was plugged in or something, but the yeah. port does not work anymore. Uh, the rest of the computer seems to work. I don't think anything is shorted out beyond um, uh, that, that hardware of the port.
2: Yeah, uh, so you zapped it with the USB port somehow?
1: something like that yeah okay the rest the rest of the computer seems well there's no nothing is uh, malfunctioning as far as I can find all right um, to replace that UBS port does that uh, let me back up should I start to look for another laptop because of that one port or can
0: that be repaired do you have more than one USB port no you only have one USB port. Hmm. What model is your laptop, Lenovo?
1: I uh, I don't have it in front of me, to be honest with you.
2: That's okay. So you only have one USB port, though, John, huh?
1: I believe so, yes.
2: All right, that stinks. So it, there's no real repair that we could tell you. It wouldn't make any sense to tear it apart and pull out the USB port and repair it, unless Bob thinks elsewise. Is, it, looking is, at it, me funny. is it
0: a newer Lenovo?
1: It's probably three or four years old.
0: Three or four. I would think that it has more than one USB port. I, I have a hard time believing that a three-year-old wouldn't have at least two.
2: Yeah, mine oh. only has one, but that's just mine.
0: Well, you have like a tiny, tiny.
2: I have a tiny, tiny. Yeah. Tiny, tiny laptop is what he's saying. Tiny, tiny. Yeah, thanks, Bob.
0: <laughs> 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 but, but, you know, so I, I don't know.
1: I should check on that and see if the other port works?
0: See yes. If there's another port, yeah. Yeah, if the
2: other port works, just ignore the one that you fried.
0: The other and thing you you may have is it, there may be a USB-C port somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can get an adapter to adapt USB-C to USB-3. Um, three. Three.
1: Oh, okay. Um, the, the other question I have, th- first of all, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, the other question I have is that um, most of the time I listen to you guys and, and the other great shows on TIC on uh, – Either my phone or my laptop or uh, 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 my iPad,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, the commercials that are on there. It seems that um, uh, radio.com uh, they only have three commercials, mm-hmm. and you know you have to put up with commercials. But to hear the same commercial nineteen times in an hour is kind of annoying.
2: So here's how it works. I'll, I'll give you a general understanding because I don't know specifically because I don't, we don't specifically work for Entercom, But the idea of streaming allows for people who are putting out commercials to actually target using something called geofencing. Right. So when you're, when we're broadcasting over the air, it's all a matter of how far the signal reaches, right? For my, my message to be heard. But I can actually, if I wanted to market to John and Meriden, I could actually market my commercial to a specific neighborhood if I wanted to.
1: Okay.
2: And so, what's happening there is the the people who are purchasing these commercials, I don't know which one you're that's running over and over again, have purchased a, a bunch of them, and they're f- they're focused on your spot there in Meriden. Um, it, t- the 1080 really has no control over that. It has to do with how they sell the stream. Literally, when I we've done um, digital marketing as well, our commercials could be showing up on the uh, the WFAN, Um uh, podcasts, believe it or I not, because you. we chose different types of mediums that we wanted our our message to be heard in, so unfortunately you i hear your your complaint you want to have fun commercials along with fun radio, right? you don't want to have boring commercials, but right it is what it is with what you're currently hearing based on what people are currently buying, but it is a neat technology in that you can really geofence and target your your listener. Um, by all sorts of demographics I mean I could pick you know big Johns little Johns I could pick age groups I can pick um, towns I can pick uh, education levels whatever some whatever they know about you to that level you can be very specific
1: I see so it's it's an example of one commercial is uh, a, a DNA for a dog that uh, I must have heard that 500 times in the past week
2: Dog DNA
1: good yeah I don't know why I've got my dog Ethel, but uh she's a she's a dog. I'm not going to do a DNA test on her.
2: Well, there but, it is though. you must have told some marketing company you have a dog.
1: Yeah, there you go that's, I should keep my trap shut.
0: <laughs> there it is. Maybe you have Alexa or Google home.
1: Well, there you go yeah it, it's all collected in
2: all sorts of different ways so
1: i got to keep I got keep Ethel off the computer <laughs> exactly um, that's the problem
2: that's the problem.
1: Uh, listen, I thank you very much. Uh, great show, along with the other shows on TIC. Uh, be well, be safe, and uh, don't shake any dirty hands.
2: I won't, sir. And thank you very much.
1: Thanks an awful lot.
2: All right. Yep. Bye bye.
1: All
2: right. I think we can go on to our next caller. We're going to go on to Mike in Waterbury next. Mike, you there. Hey,
1: how you doing, hey, guys?
2: Good, Mike. How are you?
1: Good. Uh, first of all, great show. I love all your information.
2: Thank you. Uh.
1: About maybe a month ago, you guys were on and talking about when Windows updates it gets to about eighty two, eighty five percent, it freezes, and then everybody's got to either retract or whatever, and it can't get past that spot.
2: It happens. Yeah, updates fail all the time for all sorts of reasons.
1: Yeah, uh, I was online and I I had I had, had a uh, my my laptop, not my laptop, my desktop, and I was online uh, because it was happening to me. And, you know, you try to update it about 19, 20 times, and every time it freezes. Yep. And, I, and I said, well, I'm looking to see, you know, I Googled it in and looking, and, and finally got all the way down, and this one guy said, here's what you got to do. Yeah. If your desktop has, and I want to say this correctly, an Anatel or Antel Wi-Fi card. Okay. Okay, it's, that card's holding it up. It could. Okay, when it gets to that spot. And they said he said, "What you want to do is you want to take it out, and obviously you want to move your desktop to plug it in to get your Wi-Fi." But luckily, you me, I had a Linksys, uh, you know, USB thing I could just pop in and grab the signal from my router. Yeah, which I did, and the the uh, update went through right, uh, you know, just like golden. And then I put the card back in. And I had no problem.
2: Yeah, so that's a spe- so that's a specific problem. Problem with yeah. the Windows operating system having trouble with hardware that it said was okay in the version prior, but then broke in this version. And this is seventeen oh nine, right, Bob? Yeah. So, so the problem is, Windows promised us that with with Windows ten, we'd all have the same operating system, and even within Windows's only decision making process, are you okay? in the prior version but not okay in the next version that's mind-boggling but it's typical Microsoft oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for those types of silliness when it comes to Microsoft I mean well
1: then, then let them still doing st- uh, stupid things so you guys have a job <laughs>
2: <laughs> well it would be preferred to be you know moving people forward with technology rather than fighting with the update because of the version of their network card is all of a sudden no longer supported it's crazy
1: no, I know. Well, the reason why obviously I am calling this is because uh, if anybody out there is yeah. listening and uh, had a problem like that, and then they opened up their computer and they see that card, you know, with their brand name, and uh, they could, you know, if they could hook up to it and do it, they'll get, they'll get their uh, the update. you know, their updates right through.
2: No, I hear well, you. In that in that one case, you are correct. However, we talked about it uh, this last week. The latest, uh, not 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 this is not seventeen oh nine. This is two thousand and four update. It's a, just mm-hmm. a numbering scheme. Um, they couldn't even update their own Surface laptops that they manufacture themselves because of <laughs> hardware incompatibilities on their own devices.
1: On their own device, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. You'd think
2: it's amazing, yeah. but for Bob and I, no, it's not. So it's pretty much typical of Microsoft.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, like like I said, let them keep going, so you guys can still <laughs> be on the air, and 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 I love listening to you. And you have a wonderful weekend.
2: Thanks, Mike. You too. You. All right. Bye-bye.
0: The problem is those kinds of issues causes us a lot of stress.
2: They really do. I mean, I had a lot more hair, and I swear it's due to computer issues that I've lost my hair. Um, but that's just me. Uh, I think we have to take a quick break, right? I can't, I can't tell. I always get all messed up here when it comes to the end of the show here. So I'm going to step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your calls, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric, and I'm Bob. And uh, coming up at eleven, Doctor Lessie will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your uh, health advice. So let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Bill in Westbrook next. What's going on, Bill? Good morning. Morning, sir.
1: Uh, I've been a Windows Android person, sure, for much, most most of my life until last year. I, I finally switched over to uh, to an iPhone, and I love it. Sure, but. Uh, and i'm now ready to uh or I have to get rid of my uh, laptop it's, not, it's acting up and yep. um, primarily um you know I heard you talking about Chromebooks earlier, and I, primarily yep. i'm i'm um, you know banking email i do i do surf the net, I do stream stuff, i watch uh, you know uh, uh, videos on uh, youtube say and, and things like Facebook things like that mm hmm The uh, the younger members of my family are all trying to or not trying but they they're suggesting that um, I should look into a Chromebook rather than sticking with Windows. Yeah, and um, I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit as to uh, you know whether for my for my usage it does make sense. Number one and number two, a specific question is I've noticed there's a big price point difference between four gigs of RAM and 8 gigs of ram when you talk about chromebooks. Yeah. I am just be wondering true. I'm just wondering in your opinion for my usage does that matter? Or you know what you know what I mean? I mean give, I do. You
2: give me some advice. Yeah, sure. So your chromebooks are not full computers. They're it's a browser-based system. So anything you can do with a browser, a chromebook can do. However, the apps that are out there for Chromebook are not the same kind of apps that you'll find on an Android uh, system. Um, they're not necessarily optimized to be used in a full piece Chromebook size system. I found that to be very disappointing. Whether it be banking apps or any kind of uh, financial apps, if they're all they're all optimized for a phone size, they're not optimized for a, a full size laptop. So you're going to find some disappointment there, as I did. Um, but anything you can do with a with your Chrome browser, you can do on a Chromebook. You can go ahead and stream. You can go ahead and watch TV. Whatever you're doing with any kind of browser-based technology, you can do on a Chromebook. Um, as far as performance, more performance is better when it comes to processor and RAM. Um, I would go with 8 gigs of RAM minimum these days for any operating system um, if you can do that. And solid-state hard drive would be nice. And a good processor, or i5 or i7 Uh, processor because believe it or not chrome is a pretty big um, hog when it comes to resources even on windows systems it's really becoming a behemoth and uh, you're gonna have the same problem on your chromebook so understand it's not a windows operating system so you're gonna have to do everything with what are called apps and apps are not the same as full-blown programs um... you know you're gonna have google apps you'll have you can even use microsoft apps But a lot of the apps are not optimized, unfortunately, for the Chromebook screens, and you're going to find that to be a little disappointing, as I have.
1: Okay. Now, is there something coming though that that is going to allow you to use, uh, for lack of a better term, Android apps on a Chromebook? Is there something? Yeah. Just kind of. It's already
2: there. It's already there. Yeah. No, it's not coming out. It's Something coming out. It's already there. You're going to use it through the Google Play. Um, system, but the problem is they're just not optimized for the Chrome operating system. I'm coming up against a hard break here, Bill, um, but okay. I hope I've I given you some advice. advice. All right, just sir. Good help. luck. You. You're welcome. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Stick around. Dr. Lessy's up next. Thank you, Mike G, for posting everything live over at ComputertalkwithTab.com. Thank you, Matt, back in the studio in Farmington for running the program, and uh, thank you all on the uh, WTIC stream for for catching us out there on the WTIC stream.
0: See you next week.